morning, Reto. Uh, can you tell me what brings you here to the Netherlands? Hi, Yvette. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Um, well, it's the uh, MAE conference. You and I turn in a talk about a super interesting topic we're going to present today afternoon. That's maybe primarily the reason I'm here. And uh, so... Thanks for having me. And can you tell me something more about your company and uh, what you're doing with your company and why you are part of Norstadt Group now? So Testing Time was started as a project in 2013, so almost 10 years ago. But for two years, it was more or less a uh, side project of mine. I was freelancing as a UX designer. Back then it was called interaction designer. I also studied um, part-time, I mean, next to my job at Doodle, um, human-computer interaction design. So in that context, I started to realize um, there will be a high demand of test users soon because at the university we're promoting um, user-centered design, which means you need a lot of test users, and that's where it started. And then, uh, and did you do uh, research also at Doodle? This is how I got actually into the field. When I when I remember back, um, we did user tests. So Doodle was always very well known. That's why I even started there for its simplicity. It's like do one thing, but right. So this scheduling app was always super simple. And there was a reason for it because they really thought a lot about user experience, usability. And there I started to adopt and, and actually use the, the method usability testing. We did it all wrong in a way, but um, this is where my passion in a way was and how discovered. did you find users back then because that's uh, 10 years ago maybe yeah yeah, yeah. and how it, did that work for you it was like super painful because we used our newsletter wrote those fan boys and girls hey do you want to participate you get paid 100 swiss francs if you come to our office in zurich but then people didn't show up. It was always the fanboys and girls. They always came, but you you want to uh, test the average user, not always those who anyway love you, you know? Uh, and uh. so it was a lot of administrative work. And that was also sort of maybe one of those inputs why a service like testing time is needed. It's just like, you know, Uber, you click a button and you get your test users. Delivered. So was that in a way your dream to be the, the Uber of uh, test user recruitment or what? how did that go? How did you start? Yeah, back then two big platforms like Uber and Airbnb became big and I was always fascinated about how you can use, like in Uber it's it's private people driving cars. In Airbnb, it's private people sharing their apartments. And with testing time, it's private people making themselves available to test products. You know, it's in a way very similar, but I was fascinated how to do this at scale, fully automated. And that's why Uber was always a role model. what do you mean model. by scale? What was your... 
because Idea? back then, before testing time, there were always these very small agencies in every city. It was mostly in-house testing. It wasn't remote as like today. And you had like this agency in Bern, you had one in Zurich. And I'm sure here in the Netherlands, it's, it was the same, yeah. you know? And now Norstad is the one-stop shop, right? And, and uh, testing time in a way also serves this one-stop um, solution. So when you started testing time, you were already thinking about uh, a worldwide coverage mm -hmm. or what w were you thinking? I always said, I started with Oli, my co-founder, and we always said, if we do it, we want to do it with investors so we can grow fast, we can grow international, we can really do play the, the big game. I don't want to be this SME and we always limit ourselves to Switzerland. You know, I, I always said I want to go international. I want to win international customers. And uh, so that's... Yeah. And how did that go? I mean, you started obviously in Switzerland and what happened after? What countries did you go to and how did that go? As a Swiss company, the first thing you always do is go to Germany. Germany is culturally very close to Switzerland, same language, similar mentality, so different currency, So it's, but still it, it was easy. So that was our first um, expansion. We established a playbook, how we're going to launch in, in other countries. And from there, then we went to the UK because, uh, and that was a tougher cookie to bite. Mm -hmm. yeah. UK is very painful because every American company goes through UK. So it's um, painful because of the competition or? Yeah, and, and it's totally different. Uh, still, till today, I don't get them. I don't, I don't understand. Mm. British people, how they do business, it's, 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 okay. uh, it's, 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 it's complex. Yeah, it's we can cover that in another podcast, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> you try to UK and then the rest um, of Europe or um, the world. Austria is sort of, you, it comes along with the whole Dach region. France, that also went quite well, but it gets more difficult because then you need French speaking people in the team. Yeah. And usually people speak English to serve UK, uh -huh. but we had to recruit French-speaking people. The rest was more or less the same. So we realized our system works everywhere. You just need to localize it uh -huh. in a way what we did last year with, 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 with the yeah, Netherlands. Because what happened in the Netherlands? Did you manage to get a foot on the ground in the Netherlands? And then what did you find? Um, we actually sent our, that was right before the pandemic, our, we had a city launcher that was, we stole that idea from Uber. Oh, again, Uber, yeah. Uber, we, <laughs> they sent city launchers and ran through a playbook to get thing. And then after Paris, we sent him to, to the Netherlands and he was there almost a year. And then the respondent, of course, you do like a mark analysis and you guys popped up. Uh, on the yeah. top. We didn't know about CG, but you guys were there and we said, yeah, that's a competitor, a local competitor. And uh, we want some business, but we, we 
never got to a point where we could develop traction and then the pandemic hit and then yeah. we withdrew. It's like yeah. everything which is not core, we uh, stopped. Uh, and, and, and then like a couple of months or maybe a year later, you uh, became part of Norstadt group. So what what was the reason, I mean, uh, to say, hey, let's, let's talk to uh, companies like Norstadt and see if we can join forces yeah. with them or what was what was the thought behind that so i remember the board meeting with our investors um we survived the pandemic quite well actually we came out stronger due to the thing turn around into remote studies and so and i remember the board meeting. it was about like how do we move forward um in terms of growth, expansion, and so, and um, the, the, I, I remember the board, they asked like, do you, Oli and Reto, want to now go all in and get a VC, a big one, for Series B round, and then you want to play, you, you basically put all the chips into the table again, because, um, or, do we f look for a partner, an exit partner in a way to grow along with them? And then we did some soul searching and realized, I don't think we are, Oli and me are the people who, who, who are made for this Series B aggressive VC. And then we got some inbound interest from companies wanting us to acquire. And then we kind of sensed this is a signal I think we are ready to, to, to sell. And then we had two, three companies from the US wanted to, or interested to buy us. And then we started to open an M&A process. And then we came across Norstad. And then we realized Norstad is a perfect partner. They are in all those European countries. And we just need to localize, train, and, and, and roll out. And this is an easy way to grow. And, and you say you chose Norstad. Um, what is the value that they add to the... What's, I mean, they say sometimes one and one makes three. So what's, what's, what is it in Norstad Group that you really um, think is added value? What convinced me? Yeah, too. And, and how do you see it now? You're like one year later, one and a half years later. and um They are... So we could have gone with one of those American big user testing platforms that we would have dissolved. We would have become a feature inside their universe and testing time as such would be gone. With Norstad, we knew testing time will continue to exist and it will grow. Um, Norstad is sort of a sample-only company, so the, at the core they do exactly what we do for... It's data um, collection, right? Data collection, yeah. yeah. They do it more for market research, they do it more for the UX industry, but at the core we do the same. Is there same. a difference, you think, between collecting data for market research or collecting just data the, for UX? Just the methodology, I think, f recruiting for qual studies it's just from the process are more complex than yeah. inviting people to participate in a survey and get points. But both, you do both, you know, in combination. It's, it's a, I think they talk a bit, their customers, even here at MIE, it's like they speak a different language in the UX people. If you will 
go to a UX conference. I mean, you know it. Yes, and yeah. I mean, it, it's, they Different walk vibe. around with hoodies and they're more like the yeah. relaxed. And here it's more formal. And it's just the history of this industry, yeah, you know? Yeah. But basically, you say in terms of recruitment of uh, users or respondents, it's basically the same. I think so. And we also saw that when we went through the due diligence, all these calls, we, we, we understand each other. We share the same pains, the same whatever works nicely. And, and all these problems you, we, we, we saw, we, 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 we understand yeah. each other. We are, it, it makes sense to be part of the same family. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. And, and we could continue to exist. Hey, Maybe, and and um, yeah. I'm really interested in, you, you joined Norstad in October 21. Um, then in uh, the spring of 22, you brought uh, testing time to the Netherlands. Um, so it was really your first uh, entry as a Norstad uh, member to, to bring testing time to, to another country in Europe. Why did you choose the Netherlands? And what happened after the launch? Um, a few things. One, looking at all the Norse countries, you in the Netherlands were the most... I mean, you, you, you did the same as we do in Switzerland. You are primarily qual recruitments. Maybe you do a bit more for the market research. We yeah, I remember that we used to look at the testing time website and of course we only saw the front end yeah uh, so we didn't really know what was happening behind the yeah. scenes and magic the magic <laughs> yes and we were basically saying wow if we could have that one day um, that would be so nice and we could really conquer the, the Dutch market because this is not what our competitors have or are doing yeah. and um, so yeah we were really happy when when you joined yeah. Norstad and we were able to, to start offering uh, testing time in the Netherlands. Um, but I, I'm really interested to hear from you. What, what do you see here in the Netherlands? And what do you think? Uh, why can we be successful here? And what is it that we offer that is different from, yeah. from our competitors? Um, because you, the, our potential clients only see the front end, but the magic. Yeah. Uh, maybe you can tell us more about the magic. <laughs> It's automating the whole process behind the scene. I mean, you now, your team has now access to it and and, and it's an ongoing effort. You, you always need, especially with qual recruitments, so many things can go wrong with human beings along the journey. But I think it's automation and using like... Um, we have this quality control. I think that one one of the big change, game changes we always paid attention to traditionally, this this uh, recruitment agency they call the participants to make sure it's human being and and, uh -huh. and so. But calling is such a a manual effort and and, and also we, sensitive to human error right yes yes because the, the the people who's calling can interpret an answer different than exactly. the next person yeah. and we said can we use data and algorithm um, to predict whether someone is a good participant or not without having to call so we very early said we're not gonna call unless a customer 
pays us for it or I, I don't know, but we don't call participants because, but we build algorithms which learn every night, did I predict well? So that's like this quality check um, done through data and, and, and algorithms and, and just the whole system does its, its stuff automatically and basically it's the, our project managers, they're just the sky, sky guide, they watch, make sure the system doesn't sometimes have to interfere. Uh -huh. But it's more a sky guide role than actually driving the process, you know? Yeah. Like, and, and, and tell me, if you are um, trying to, or you want to use testing time for your uh, recruitment, do, can you start a project like on a Sunday or in the evening? Or, and what, how does that work? You can, you can start it anytime you want. So you go to the website, you make yeah. your username, etc., and you can start a project. You don't even need a username initially. You okay. can go and, and just punch in, like, I need 10 people for a usability test. Those are my criteria. It calculates the price and everything. And you can even enter screening criteria or the questions. And then you say, save this as a quote and share it with your team. Or you say, order now. And then we will receive yeah. your brief. Uh -huh. Rather than an email, we will receive yeah. in our system. Yeah. So it's already in the system. Yeah, with yeah. all the details. So we don't punch in. Uh -huh. And then we do a human check. Did the customer misunderstand something? Yeah. Does yeah. it make sense? Is it according to our guidelines? Yeah. And then we say, go. Sometimes we have to fix something which got sent wrongly or whatever yeah, yeah, but yeah. and then the system starts to do, to go into the pool or the panel to generate candidates and then they start to appear yeah like, hey here are 20 candidates yeah. fitting and then the system if you don't do anything it starts to assign those uh, people to the slots okay and then it says hey now please confirm that my choice is okay but a PM usually jumps in earlier before the system even has a chance to assign and starts to place candidates uh -huh. in the slot. So it's, it's really yeah. a core. So it's really uh, efficient and, and, and also for the, for the clients, they can do it really fast and uh, mm -hmm. the whole uh, recruitment. What process. I just described is nothing, the client doesn't even see that. Okay. That's just the magic we do behind the scene. Yeah. But the client gets a link with the order and they can follow what candidate we assign and, and, and the future version will mean the customer also sees the, the applicants and can say, I want this and this okay. and this person. Uh, so then it's full self-service. <laughs> did you ever ask uh, your uh, participants how they feel about it? Um, yeah, we do always research yeah okay Every, we live uh, we eat our own dog food so okay. yeah because i can imagine for for a, a respondents as well it's nicer to know immediately if they can participate or not yeah, yeah, yeah. and when it is and where yeah. instead of waiting for a phone call and the most frustrating for participants is they have to answer questions in the screening process and then they get rejected yeah and they hate that, you know, yeah. they always want to get in. And, and the challenging part is to only invite people we know they will 
they will fit. Yeah. But that again means you have to have algorithm which you don't know everything about people, so you can predict does this person own a Tesla and has two kids and whatever. Yeah. But that's a different magic we have to build. So now it's really you start inviting people and say, okay, we need to know this answer and based. Yeah. yeah. Last question. Uh, in the beginning, you told me you um, you were dreaming of becoming the the Uber of um, of, of participant recruitment. Uh-huh. Uh, to what extent did you manage and? What steps do you still have to take to in order to become, or are you already there? Or what's the idea? Not quite. I know behind the scenes of Uber, there is also a lot of human intervention. I talk to Uber people, and this all sounds very uh, fully automated. But behind the scenes, people have to jump in to make sure there's enough supply and demand. You know, uh-huh. the worst thing, Uber happen is you have a lot of people a concert is over a lot of people need cars and they don't bring enough cars in that area whatever and i'm Ah. sure behind the scenes someone is operating pushing so that's basically the same as in um in in with recruitment if if like every company now needs pregnant women yeah to 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 test something it's uh it's a bit comparable right then it's always human intervention but where we where we want to one missing piece is the the full self-service so the customer selects candidates and not our pms are in charge of that you know we stopped that development actually once acquisitions through and we got different goals profitability goals by norstat um, because they wanted to see that we can also run this company profitably. Yes, and, of course. And, and then you have different priorities. Some product developments, they cost you money. and um, <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> they cost you money and, and you don't know whether they're going to be successful or not. You know, It's an investment. And I hope next year we can go back to those decisions shall Back to we the wish invest? List. yeah shall we continue this self-service thing which means it's a lot easier for your team for our teams to operate testing times towards customers yeah and will you also enter different um, uh, countries in uh, in europe with the testing time we just did sweden okay and then we want to do other nordic countries like uh Norway, Denmark, Finland. Okay. So they're all mature Norstock countries. And I don't see a reason why we shouldn't go there. At the end, we want to be in all 15 Norstock countries. Okay, that's a big, uh, that's a big dream. So thank you very much. Hey. <laughs> a lot of work ahead. Um, and uh, yeah, soon in all, uh, in all of Europe, uh, yeah. Automatically recruited uh, test users. So, uh, and we are going to be on stage also yes, the afternoon. Yes, we're going to be on stage this are afternoon. Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs>